This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. for sobriety like mm-hmm. everybody nikki t stopped drinking right uh did he he did he okay. did <laughs> he did he did honestly swear to god what does he shotgun now he shotguns um actually high rises we drank at the high rises you yeah know, that they have here that they have here at sony dude Heck yeah. so how the heck have you been doing brother dude. it's been probably about a year since we last saw you yep. it was down in rome georgia at peaches the luxurious <laughs> establishment. R.I.P. That place doesn't exist anymore. By what? The way. It closed. Yeah. No way. I was just in room for a wedding, and Nick and I were like, "Let's go to Peaches," and then we went to go, and it's like all oh, boarded uh, up and shit. I hate that, man. I hate that. I've heard about a handful of venues this like last year that we kind of cut our teeth playing that I love, you know. And um, yeah, it's just sad to hear when when things go under like that. But yeah, sometimes it's out of their control. You know, yeah. sometimes they m- maybe. Maybe they didn't handle stuff the way they should have. Or sometimes it's just like, look, we don't own the spot and the landlords yeah. sold to some big developer. And that those are the heartbreaking ones, you know? Yeah. But it's sad. That's I didn't know that. Yeah, we I just I just found it out and uh all that. But you've been this this in the past year since we last saw you. Life's been pretty crazy, bro. It's been good, man. It's been really good. It's uh things have grown fast. Um, but also feel like i'm I'm sure from the outside it looks like it's gone fast because it always does when you're but, but on the inside it's always like what can we be doing to accelerate what can we be doing to capitalize on momentum so it's like this crazy back and forth of acknowledging what's already happened and, and really being grateful for what we have but also like okay how do we keep pushing how do we keep evolving how do we keep uh you know, finding success and, and selling more tickets and getting bigger songs. And how do we keep doing that? And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act trying to find the middle ground. Yeah. Now you've gotten to go out on tour with all kinds of people. Like you've, like you've gotten to do like arenas, sheds, big festivals. I remember the first time I met you was at live Oak. Yeah. At the whale tail, one of our, our whale to table. On 420. On 420, I remember. Bro, I, I will to, never forget. I had to go yeah. up there and confiscate something from that final round, all them <laughs> Texas boys. I told them, hey, guys, you can do it out, out front. Yeah. But you know, we're going to do it on stage. Pecus, Colby. The, yeah, all, all the yeah, boys. Dude. Yeah, Pecus, Colby, and Dylan. And that was in 2021. Yeah. And that wasn't your first time coming to Nashville. You spent a stint living here. Like, you had a whole chapter before like early yeah. on when Nikki and like you've kind of been in the raised rowdy family since before all of that Dude, like 2018 is when I crossed paths with Nick and raised rowdy I remember seeing the hat you know the the logo the microphone and somebody gave me a hat at a show in Pennsylvania it was it was Nick like he was just out working the the show himself and kind of just boots on the ground trying to get the brand off off the ground and uh I was playing a show at some tiny club opening for Steve Mokler. Oh, wow. Yeah, in 2018. Um, but yeah, I was living in Nashville at the time when when I went on tour with him. And that was my last year in town was 2018. And then we moved 2019 to Texas. Um, but yeah, I lived here from on. I would say on and off. I've had a really crazy like winding, you know, story with Tennessee. Uh, it Like I moved out here when I was 17 did the whole, you know, have no money, sleep in your truck, crash on buddies' couches, like didn't have an address here. I did that for a year, year and a half. And then 
uh, I went to, I got to go back to Oklahoma State, go to college for a bit. Love Stillwater. Dude. One of my favorite what places. Great Shout town. out to Carrie and the crew at Tumbleweed. I love. Dude, yes. Talk about Carrie cool at Tumbleweed. Is, venues, yeah. Bro, I love Stillwater. Tumbleweed is where, first off, I have a song called Tumbleweed. Yeah, one of my of favorites. Because of that place, dude. Yep. That's because of that place. Um, but secondly, that's where my wife and I used to go two-step. They used to do like oh, a $5 way. night. Um, I believe it was Tuesday night. So you could go, you could go out there and dance for five bucks, get in and have a blast. So I, I love that town. Um, but yeah, just, just, uh, it's been, a, it's been a freaking great year, but it's, it's also just, how do you, how do you find the balance? And, and Nashville, that season was, was, uh, for the year that we've had the the mountain and valley roller coaster it was to get here that that stint in nashville felt like um you know after i, I came back from oklahoma state moved back out here about halfway through my college career and i was like this is it this is going to work this time i have a feeling like i've got i've lived real life i've got all these songs i've got um i was playing shows with my band the whole time through college now I'm back and I feel like I kind of understand the town. And uh, I ended up getting a record deal offer and it, it just was not right. It was super reputable company, super reputable people involved um, and probably would have worked like by all accounts. I mean, they had all the recipes of being successful and it just, when it got down to the music, it was like I kind of had this more Eagles-ish vision for it. And I think that everybody else is more excited about more of like um, like a Rascal Flats version of this. And I I grew up listening to that stuff. But yeah. in terms of like what I think I'm good at, it was more rock and roll and less pop. Ahead of its time, because where the scene is now. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like this rock country thing. It's it's this is not news to me. This is what I've been doing for years and years. And thankfully it's like what we have been doing is finally there's a lane that makes it like popular and accepted on a on a big scale. Um but yeah, I mean just just there was so many almosts in my life in Nashville. And then I, I so I ended up saying respectfully, I'm not your guy for this this thing and um and walked away from that deal and then got a publishing deal started writing songs for other people had some hits with william clark green had some like texas number ones and and was uh was kind of had things rolling but i just wasn't fulfilled i didn't love writing songs for other people i wanted to be i wanted to be singing the songs live right yeah and uh, I was watching guys I was writing with, William Clark Green, sold out shows and, and writing with Brandon Jenkins and watching him sing those songs that we'd written and been like, man, I want to be that. And so I got dropped uh, from my pub deal. And I was like, well, the only thing that was keeping me in Nashville at that point was I wanted to learn how to craft songs, which I had done. And uh, I had this contract and now the contract was gone. And since I had already accomplished my goal, it was like, I was, it, it was time to move to Texas and raise my kids around grandparents and aunts and uncles. And, and to be honest with you, like I had been so caught up in chasing the dream here that I was like, not, I was taking for granted my wife and my little girl and things that I should have had so much gratitude for. And I just was so caught up in, in chasing something that, yeah that Texas was a reset. 
And then when she know when we got there, another long winding story. <laughs> but you know, went to work for a pavement company and against all odds released some music that that exploded and and now i spend some time here but i'm i'm doing it from from texas and dude, if it ain't broke you know dude, the fact that you get to at such a great position to be in and there's guys <clears throat> and girls that that have that eventually a lot of folks that live in uh bordering states to yeah. here that a lot of guys a lot of the georgia guys live back in georgia and then come to town when they need to so the fact that you're able to do that and give your kids and your wife like that experience of living where you want to live out in red dirt country is mm. that's amazing. Yeah, you it's, know? it's a blessing, man. And George is a little shorter drive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's guys that they get to do that. But like there's and there is such a movement of Texas in Nashville and Oklahoma in Nashville right now that there wasn't when you first came out here and started when you first stepped up to the plate that first time coming out here and living out here that yeah is now it's it's amazing what a difference a few years can make it's cool man i've you know every for the last few years um i go to uh casey donahue's boots on the beach oh nice thing yeah. in mexico where it's like last year on the week i was there it was me and pat green and randy rogers and wade bowen and josh abbott and casey and uh there are just so many great texas artists out there and and they were talking to me about my career and you know I, I always you know I'm looking for wisdom from those guys because they've done so many really cool things that I'm you know I look up to them in a lot of ways and so but they were they were really just like dude you're you're able you're going to be able to do what the industry didn't allow you know like the timing is perfect for somebody like like you or like Parker or like Kojo to be able to start it here, build a loyal fan base and then, and then launch and yeah. do it on a massive scale. And so it's, it's been cool to have those, like those legends of, of that scene in my corner. And, um, and it is cool to see what Parker's done. We're on tour with Parker McCollum yeah. right now. How's that? How's that been going, bro? It's awesome, man. You know, he's, <laughs> that's your boy that's, from like back in the day. Y'all came yeah. up in the clubs yeah, together. Man. It's, it's really cool to, to see like, you know, first time I heard about Parker, I mean, it was so long ago and to see how far he's come and how big he's built this thing. And then for it to come full circle and for us to be back on tour together. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's just cool. It's inspiring because he's kept much like us. He's kept a lot of the same original crew of, of the guys that were in the van or the guys that are selling out arenas now. And, um, it's, it's just inspiring the culture that he's created and, you know, he's a live band which is increasingly rare, man. Like yeah. it's, it's increasingly rare for when you go to a show that every sound that you hear is coming from a dude that's playing that sound yeah. on his instrument like that. I know that sounds crazy, but that is a, a lost art in a lot of ways. Kojo's like that. Parker's like that. Um, and that's the scene that we grew up in. So we're, we, we are like that too. And I just have so much respect for um, the guys that can achieve the level of a show yeah. that they can achieve. Bro, the production is insane at a Parker show. It's great, man. It's <laughs> so good. And it's just like, you know, not that not that anything is right or wrong, but I just I have an added layer. Coming up in that like Western swing world when I was a kid and live musicianship was everything. And so to watch a guy that I've watched build it from nothing to this monstrous thing 
and sell tickets and, and have a fan base that will follow him, whether he's on the radio or whether he's, you know, whatever the next big thing is, whether he's on the streaming services or whether he's selling music to his fans directly. Like he has a fan base yeah. that will be there for forever. Yeah. And it's cool to see somebody build that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's inspiring. That's what we're, that's what we're building now. And that's, that's the goal. Yeah, and even they know the words to like the limestone cowboy shit, like going way, yeah, dude, going way back with limestone kid. I think it was, yeah, but like kid. those those early days when like him and Co were cutting their teeth. Like, who were some guys in like your crew coming out of that Texas era of when you were out there? Because I feel like a mm. lot of there's a lot of like, and it's here in Nashville too, where like guys and girls kind of kind of run together and yeah. go out and hit the clubs for the first time together. Dude, yeah. They're out at the bars. They're doing the the acoustic gigs for like 100 200 bucks and then they're opening for each other who were some of those guys for you yeah well i would say the first one um the guy that like gave me a shot before there's a couple people that really gave me a shot before i deserved one and one was colby cooper he was he had a thing going that was was larger than life and and i had nothing going on and and he let me open some shows i had written some songs for him and uh like he had cut some some of my songs that yeah. um that made me aware of him. And then he was like, Hey dude, you should come out and open some shows. So I did. Basement East here in Nashville. We, right. were, we yeah. were at that show. My first Nashville show ever. I was, I was opening for Colby. Yeah. And then the next time we came back, we headlined that place and sold it out. And the next time we came back, we did the Brooklyn bowl and it sold out. Like he gave me a chance in Texas, especially, but also, you know, here in Nashville and, and we're, you know, we're at the same publishing company, but, I've known that kid since he was 18 years old and, and, um, and he gave me some cool opportunities and same with Parker. Parker gave me some opportunities well before I deserved them. Just taking a chance on a guy that he thought was ta talented that didn't necessarily have the, uh, the track record or the ticket sales that would make sense. But yeah. he's like, I think this guy's good and I give him a shot. Um, but the guys that I would say I'm like, I I've come up with, the bands that I cross paths with, one of them that is is uh, I'm so freaking excited to see these guys blowing up the way that they are is Treaty Oak Revival. Bro, I saw them for the first time like two weeks ago at Bulls, yeah. Bands, and Barrels out in Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. opening for another another Oki Wyatt Flores. Yeah, um, and dude, the crowd for a Treaty Oak crowd I was like, this reminds me of when I was out with the Muscadine guys opening yeah. for Co in the clubs in Texas mm -hmm. when. Co was at that level. It's like there's just this this energy. It's like this force coming at you for 45 to 60 minutes. Dude, I those guys are great. And the <laughs> first time great. I so like, you know, obviously our music is is different, but also it's like the scene that we came up in is is very simple. It was the same scene. Yeah. <clears throat> and you have to in order to have success in those scenes, you have to have a certain DNA. And the music can sound however the music sounds. But if you don't have that DNA, then the fans down there they just don't they're not going to buy in. And I yeah. don't really know. Nobody can really put their finger on what it is. But, you know, Josh Malloy has it. Treaty Oak has it. Co has it. Parker has it. Um, I mean, if you can sell tickets down there, then you've got whatever that that thing is. And um, I remember they, they played right before us at LJT Fest. And that was really my first, like, interaction with those guys. And Lance, the guitar player, was like, just one of the great greatest dudes I, I mean i text that guy all the time and he's they're fans of us which i didn't know like that was the that was kind of the craziest part to me was like yeah for some reason in my mind these guys didn't like us 
Cause it's just such different styles. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, and, and we had already had like for the first time ever in the long time that we'd been doing it, we had, we had just had like mainstream success and a lot of times in that scene that we, that we kind of cut our teeth in. It was like, we didn't always love it when somebody had mainstream success because yeah. things started to change. It's like the underground kind of thing, that yeah. community. And so we probably had some insecurities the first time that we were playing and crossing paths with the treaty guys because we had just experienced like this mainstream success. Which song was that? It was Wild as Her. Oh, okay, yeah. It was like, it, it was, it, it just, I don't know where it was, but it was like all over the radio. And it was like, man, in my mind, I was like, we have done nothing different. It just blew up. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, how else to say that. It's like, go listen to the last two records. Like nothing's really changed. Yeah. We're still making same kind of same brand of country music we've yep. been making and it just exploded. So I probably had some, like a little bit of insecurity about that of like having mainstream success of like, and I don't want people to see me as some sellout, but really we didn't do anything different. It just blew up. And, and so I meet these guys and, uh, and, uh, I just remember like wondering if they were going to like us. And then uh, Sam, he was like, Hey dude, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, if you're free on April or something, like me and my girl are getting married and gold is like one of my favorite songs ever. And I was like, Oh, this guy's like, this guy knows the music. This guy. Yeah. And so from that <laughs> point on, dude, cause we were already my band and crew, we already kind of had our, uh, we were aware of them and we guys in the band were kind of listening to their stuff going, Hey, these guys are pretty good. And so it's been cool to see those, that friendship has grown. Like those guys are buddies of ours. And, um, and it's just, it's just so just like the red clay strays too, dude. dude yeah. We played the Opry. Um, and it was my second time ever playing the grand old Opry and the guys that go out right after me, are the red clay strays. What a back and what a one, two right there. That's sick. I got off stage <laughs> And I was like, I felt amazing about how everything went. And then I walked off and, you know, to, to my, um, I don't know, just, I have, you got to keep your, your, um, it's easy as an artist to be thinking about yourself and your own performance and be caught up in that. And then you step off stage and somebody talks to you about your performance and you're in me mode. And I remember I zapped right out of me mode because I heard what they were doing on stage. And I was just like, man, this is, this is such a cool moment that I don't want to be focused on like what I can do with my career by talking to so-and-so here. And I was just like, pause all that, dude. I'm hearing some great music right now. Yeah. I'm going to walk back to the side of the stage and just enjoy this. And I, they played wondering why. And I was just like, I literally looked at Jordan who books the opera. I was like, who are these guys and where did you find them? They're freaking great. Yeah. And, and that was when they had, I mean, maybe 200,000 people listening to them on Spotify. Yeah. And I was just like, these guys are fantastic. And it's just really cool to see Treaty Oak Revival, to see Red Clay Strays, to cross paths with these bands and these guys. Um, Cause it's really my first time doing that, like coming up and crossing paths with other artists at your level and then watching them go on to do great things. Yeah. It's the only thing better than winning is winning with friends. Dude, and, 100%. And, and, and seeing people that you like win. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I've, I've loved watching Josh Malloy blow up. Bro, great was, guy. Um, anybody that's got that Stillwater connection, I really, 
uh, you know, that's where I went to school and, and I have a, an affinity for the artists that come out of that community. Yeah. How is the Cat Fry Festival? Because I never get oh, to go to dude. it. So it's always the same year as, as Key West, which is where we're down at the at the Key West Songwriters Festival every year. Yeah. I think next year we might try to like divide and conquer. I told Nick, I'm like, bro, I got to get Nicky T go. to Stillwater. Like I got to He's got to experience the weed. Like there's Cat just Fry some, is insane. And I want I want to see it because Carrie has told me about it so many times. Like, bro, whenever you want to come out, come on out, and it just it's looks awesome, like man. a blast. It's a muddy mess. That's that's raised rowdy. It that's is. us. You yes, you would fit right in. <laughs> we would bro. love that. Yeah, we we would go. You know, um, I mean, it's like everything else in that town hits pause because like nobody's in class. Everybody, everybody knows Calfry is happening. So people are just like, why try? I'm not going to make, you know, I'm not going to try to force kids to, to go to class or force kids. Like everybody's just like, oh, it's Calfry. Nobody's going to be here, you know? And, and they're all out in the middle of this muddy parking lot in the middle of nowhere where the tumbleweed is day drinking. And then they go into this great festival with this killer lineup, man. And I have so many like cool memories of just attending Calfry and, um, you know, seeing Turnpike play it and, uh, it was just, it's just a fond memory. And, um, I've played college days and I don't know if I've, I don't think I have played calf Rye. Really? No, we played college days, which is the same. I take that back. I've played calf Rye once. Uh, it was really early on. Um, haven't played it since we've had all the success that we've had, but we played college days, which is the same same festival grounds put on by the tumbleweed just at the opposite end of the year it's like in the spring instead of the summer or something like that okay so we played that and the last time i played that a guy by the name of zach bryan was rolling through and playing that <laughs> festival and uh another oaky boy dude. yeah dude so i just love seeing all these oklahoma kids win and um there's really something special going on there right now like you said about the texas oklahoma scene that um it's just the perfect timing it's like that art, this art has been there. Yeah. Uh, it just never has had a national spotlight and it's never been embraced the way that it's being embraced now. And uh, it's an exciting, exciting time to yeah. be an Oklahoma musician. It's, dude. it's authenticity, bro. It's people want authenticity and they want emotion. And there's just something about Oklahoma folks. Y'all, I don't know if it's the, the Trail of Tears stuff that happened there. I don't know if it's just <laughs> small town stuff. I don't know what is in the water, I but know, there's just sad emotion like that comes out of it because there really yeah. is. But there's party too. There's party too. There's yeah. you have like ragweed and like that kind of stuff, like where there is that upbeat. But like you look like you have some songs that sing about some serious topics. Wyatt Flores, Zach Bryan, obviously Turnpike. Like yeah. there's just something where you guys just say it like it is. Yeah. Like you, you tell your stories. All this, they're like storybooks. They really are. Well, and I, I also really appreciate that it doesn't all sound the same too. Like, um, I think Josh Malloy has a really different vibe. I think there's guys that I looked up to in the Tulsa scene coming up. Ben Rector. Yeah. Oh, dude. A, like, yeah. He's a great songwriter, man, and he's so he could not be more different than all the guys that I just mentioned. But there's something artistically in that spot that, um great songwriters john morland yeah like there are some great songwriters coming out and john fulbright and um jr carroll like the caitlin butts like i knew caitlin <laughs> in high school yeah dude i didn't even know she played music <laughs> and like one day i just heard that caitlin had a song that was with flatland and i was like what caitlin like the girl that we went to high school parties with that was like went to the school over there yeah that caitlin no way and she's freaking great like yeah there's just so many cool um, things. There's a band right now in Tulsa 
called Will Dorado. Okay. And they are, they're a rock band. They've played some shows with like Dawes and Kings of Leon. And um, they're just a great vibe, man. And I, I really, I'm big fans of them. And here's the other thing. It's like a lot of times when you hear people talk about where they're from and the music scene there, they're like, oh, it's better than everywhere else. That's not what I'm saying. There's some great art. There's some fantastic art coming out of there. But what I'm saying is I think it's important for people from the areas that they're from to champion the areas that they're from. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's important for the Muscadine guys to be championing, you know, the the guys that they believe in that are next in that scene or or paying tribute to the guys that paved the way for them in that scene. Yeah. And that's all I'm that's all I'm saying is like, I'm not sitting here saying that, like, all these people are greater than anybody in Georgia or anybody in wherever. I'm just saying I'm proud to see the quality of art that's coming out of the place that yeah. that I'm from. It's really cool. It's really Amen. cool to watch. Amen. So what's living back in Oklahoma like? What's the how many kids you got now? Like what's the family dynamic? So, what's the what's the Kent household like yeah. right now? So I married a Texan, which okay. means I live in Texas. If you know, if you're an Oklahoma dude, you marry a Texan, you know how it's about to happen. <laughs> okay. Know? But I live in Salina, Texas. So it's like uh, in between Dallas and Sherman, Texas on, nice. um, right off the highway. And, uh, it's, it's great, man. Uh, we got three kids and, uh, my oldest girl, actually my family's with me here in Tennessee right now. Oh, awesome. Um, I had some business to handle out here, but my little girl turned, my oldest girl turned six yesterday. Oh, awesome. so I was like, That's well, great. I'm not missing that. We What'd you guys do? So we went to the zoo. We woke up, we went to the pancake pantry. Oh, classic. She loves pancakes. And, um, and then we went to the Nashville Zoo and walked around, and it was awesome. And and then I had to go to work for a bit. I had to play um, the iHeartRadio Summit, which was a really cool event. And then uh, immediately after that, I hightailed it over to this Italian spot downtown right off Broadway, uh, Trattoria Il Marino. Yeah, good stuff. Which is like the horrible white way, to, <laughs> white boy way to pronounce that, I'm sure. My wife's Italian. She's probably cringing at how I just said that. But... Uh, we had dinner reservations there and just um, my wife took my little girl out and said for your birthday what we're going to do is you're going to get to pick out your outfit and we're going on a date with dad so we got to the other two kids um, stayed at home so that we could have intentional like really good time with my yeah, oldest daughter that's great and she, I, I walked in and I walked down the stairs and there's my wife and my little girl are sitting at the bar having a Shirley Temple <laughs> and it was like, dude, that she's just growing up, man. And it's it's just real life is hitting me. And it's it was like, I don't get emotional about much, but man, just seeing my little girl all dressed up and it's like, God, this oh, life is coming for me. Like, it's not yeah. slowing down. It's happening, man. Um, but I'm just so, so grateful, man, that I, I thought about this the other day. Like, I've lived the life where you're paycheck to paycheck. And I've lived the life where you're like, man, how are we going to make this work? I like we can't let the kids know like we I've lived a real and full life and it makes the lows make the highs higher you know what I mean yeah like when I die I'm gonna be like I lived the full experience like amen a hundred percent I lived the human experience and I wrote songs about it and I I traveled the world and I I've had the hard times and I've had the good times yeah I've been in love you know and I've it's just I'm just grateful for the path that I'm on. And I'm grateful that I didn't hit pause on real life for my dream because yeah. it is entirely possible to do both things. It's very hard, but it's like the fulfillment level is so much greater being able to, to go after that. It, like for me, just being, being a, 
a dad being a husband like those that was two really important things to me that i didn't know if they would ever happen and the fact that like they did and on top of that um music is is going well dude it's just like dude in this life it's tough to to have that like i just started i'm about a year into probably the most serious relationship in my life it's going yeah. great right on Good few years you. a few she's a few years older than i am had already done had been married and has a little five-year-old girl mm. and being around a little girl mm-hmm. has changed my whole outlook will, on everything yeah. and it, there it. is something like it's there's something fun about going to the trampoline park and watching a bunch of kids jump it's around great, on a saturday man. you know like I just think it's perspective, man. Like you have like a human to me. This is what I say. I have like a human clock. Yeah. I like it's a it. My kids growing shows me how fast time is going outside of that. It just every year kind of felt the same. And it's not a bad thing. Like I had a lot of really some of the greatest years of my life. But this is this makes everything feel more meaningful. Like I take my days more seriously. I, um, I weigh my options more seriously because when I say yes to this, it means I say no to this. And this is, I'm watching six of the 18 summers I get with this little girl are already gone. How, how crazy is that? Like yeah. it's a third and it felt like she was born yesterday. Sound like a freaking old man right now, <laughs> but it's re- it's a reality when you're yeah. in it, it starts to feel that way. People can try to prepare you all you want, but little girls will change you dude so i i believe you 100 percent. it just it's great man it's it's the greatest most fulfilling thing but it's hard and it music makes it a lot harder yeah they go out on the road with you quite a bit we're working on it you know um we my goal is to have um you know we just really got to our first bus bro i remember the red van parked outside rooster parked outside rooster parked outside the spot having a cigar on the balcony with you kurt and nikki t and some of your guys (laughs) and you being like yeah that van right there and telling that story like about that van and how many miles it's it's gone and you guys went to war in that thing like going all over the place and grinding so now to be in a bus, how yeah. does that feel, bro? Because I know what Dude. it's like to go from a van to a bus. Like it's amazing, it's a big deal. It's a life changer. It's it's a lifestyle changer. You know, you get really the biggest thing for me is you get you get sleep. Yes, like that's it. <laughs> yeah. For years and years, we rolled around. We didn't get any sleep, and then I'd get home and I have little babies, and I definitely didn't get any sleep at home. So it's just like you know, complete and utter survival mode for years and years and years. And uh, it was only fitting that you know we had our first big number one hit platinum single and we celebrated and got right back in the red van that had taken yeah, us all I that remember way. that post bro and drove yeah. home you know <laughs> and drove home to mother's day where it's like mother's day is mom's day off so have a number one hit humble yourself get back in the red van that got you there <laughs> get home humble yourself because you got the kids mom's chilling and uh it, it was uh, it was great man it's just my the rooster man first off that thing is like part of my country music history like for forever yeah that that van um i have so many memories the band and i have so many memories in that van and um but honestly like we had a lot of opportunities to get out of the van and go to a bus and we just kept putting it off we were like listen you want do we want to you know bring home a little more or do we want to live a little better and at every turn we were like you know what we can do without the van or we can do without the the bus we can like let's take 
let's take some more money home. Let's let's keep grinding. Let's keep our head down. Let's keep keep the overhead low. Let's keep building as fast as we can. And that's a huge credit to the band too. Um, but to have a bus now, it's like when you when we set foot on that first bus, it was because we couldn't do the tour without a bus. Yeah. And it and it was a hundred percent that moment of like, there's not an ounce of me that feels guilty or privileged about this because this was earned over yeah. years and years and years of delayed gratification. And now we're here and it was, it was super rewarding. And I, that, that was one of the posts or one of the things I said in the very first post about having a bus is if there's one thing I've learned in my life, even though it's painful to learn it and I hate that I have to relearn it so many times, it's like delayed gratification is always better. It always feels better. Yeah. I don't know why it's just like a like a law of the universe almost it's just like if yeah. you have to wait for something and work your ass off for it it just is better yeah and so this bus like we I'll tell you this too when we got off the Aldine tour we had um, two straight weeks of headline shows in the state of Texas and so we were like going home let's just let's go back to Rooster it's just two weeks and then we'll get back on the bus and have to go on this Parker tour or whatever like just two weeks we can do it we'll be fine we got in and night one we were all like what are we doing like oh, we bro. did this to ourselves yeah, the back and forth is brutal i've oh, had to do that before bro it was horrible and and we all just laughed because we're like man we're so now, now we're <laughs> spoiled right but it's like a saying is uh one of my favorite sayings is a luxury enjoyed once becomes a necessity yeah and that that was very true of the bus i mean just people having the ability to to catch up on rest and to um, be fresh and to you know be able to eat well you know having a fridge having Bro, a microwave, not not like, stopping at every loves or bucky's and eating that eating that chopped brisket sandwich or that hardy's biscuit yeah camaraderie goes up you know you have more time downtime together that's not all work yeah um and in the van it was just like play the show load out don't go to bed you just drive six hours through the night to the next show sleep in the van for a couple hours unload go to work play the show pack it up do it all again and there wasn't like a lot of it was survival mode you know there wasn't a lot of time for just like the overall camaraderie to increase because we were all just dog tired and we're just trying to get through and now the energy at the shows is that much better thankfully adrenaline's a thing Yes. And even in the van days, <laughs> we were putting on great shows and, and having a blast doing it. Uh, and, you know, you live for those like 90 minutes on stage. But but now it's like I think we really get to bring our A game every yeah. single night. And it's in, in large part due to, you know, being being semi well rested and being um, having a lifestyle that that means that now we can repeat it at a sustainable rate you know, yeah. for years and years and years to come. But yeah. my goal, had, yeah. all that to say, I, I completely blanked, but my goal <laughs> is 2025. I know we just got the bus this, this last year, but my goal is for 2025 is to get the second bus mainly because I want my family to be able to enjoy and, and be out with us as much as possible. Cause those years are so fast, man. <clears throat> and, um, I know that I'm at a point in my career where you can't take your foot off the gas and you got to work hard. And um, so like just saying no and going home and 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 not working is not really an option right now. Um, but it is an option to bring them with. Like, yeah, let's let's keep putting the work in. And 
let's do it while getting that quality time in. So that's the goal. Um, it's a lofty goal, but dude, I mean, my whole life has been <laughs> odds are stacked against you yeah, and, dude. and long shots and whatever. So like we just, at this point, just manifest crazy things and, and go for it. So yeah, in the, in the next year, get that second bus and bring the family out. 100% dude. That's awesome. Have you had an oh shit moment lately? Oh, I feel like they happen quite a bit, especially when you've, when you've had the, and I know you've been grinding for years, but like the last year, like it's just been, been nuts. Like with wild as her with the Aldine tour. Now the park tour with now you're in a bus. Like, so like a venue where you were like, Oh shit. Or like any of that stuff happened yet. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say it's more of a, a moment than like an accomplishment, but we played this, um, played this thing in Augusta, Georgia, where it was a it was a radio station thing where they had six, seven, eight artists out. Oh, one of the guitar pole guitar things, pole. like a writer's round almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was sitting there on stage with um let's see if I can remember everybody. It was me, Brett Young, Lady A, Scotty McCreary, Megan Maroney, Jake Owen. I, th I believe that was it. If I'm forgetting somebody, I'm I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> doing my best here, but just looking down the line and going like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is these are the people I've I've heard these guys on the radio for years and years and years, and like <clears throat> I could sing you five songs by each of these people because they're drilled into my mind. They're just part of the last 10, 15 years of my life because I've just heard them that much. Yeah. And here I am sitting on stage swapping songs with this. And there was a moment where I played, I played this song called once or twice, which is not by any means a hit. Like it's, it's a deep cut and, but it's my story. It's a, it's a real, it's a very real song. The, the hook of the song says, I've never seen the face of God, but I've stared down the devil once or twice. Yeah. And I played that and I, I, the crowd went crazy, but also like Charles from Lady A and Jake Owen, these guys like stood up and just like, they just, I mean, it was like a standing O, but it was like more than that because it was a nod of approval from guys that, that have done it at a massive level that are just like, it's like being accepted into manhood by a bunch of men. They're like, yeah. you're one of us now. It was just like that moment of like, Oh shoot, man! I'm up here with nothing but me and my guitar, and a deep cut. And that's a, deep a testament cut. to your songwriting. And a and a deep cut song, <laughs> and these guys are like, "Yeah, man, you got the, you got it." And I don't know. That was just a moment to me that I I won't forget. And it's, I think, like, artist appreciation from artist to artist is a huge thing. And it's something I need to work on more. I need to be. I need to show more honor, like, because this is a really hard thing to do. And we're all insecure artists and we're all constantly probably facing that imposter syndrome of like, man, do I, have I, do I really deserve to be here? Am I really like, is my art that good? But I think that's just like the, the crux of being an artist is like part of what makes the art in, great is the insecurity, is the vulnerability, right? Like that's, we're all confident people, but at a, at a certain point you're still wondering like, you know, how much of this is luck? How much of this is hard work? How much of this is God? Like, yeah, you don't really, there's no way to know. Yeah. Um, we, we never do. No, but, but it's, 
life-giving when those moments between artists happen where one artist just goes yeah dude i respect that i like the, it's just a a show of honor like i'll never forget that and so yeah it's it's um something that i want to get better at is just giving that that honor to other artists when they do something great you know the treaty oaks the yes the, those people man like i, I just want to be like hey good for you like red clay strays good for you man yeah. like you're doing the thing you, yeah. you Who, deserve everything yeah. that's As, coming to you yeah aside from like um red clay strays josh malloy the treaty oak boys who are some young artists that you're like i know you're always you're just as much like what i love one of the many things i love about you you're just as much like a music consumer as you are like there's a lot of artists that don't listen to a lot of stuff you're a guy that <clears throat> loves listening whether it's like old shit but also new shit yeah there's some folks that have like caught your ear recently that you know about um Wanted to put us on. I know you mentioned that band out yeah, of Stillwater. Will Dorado. They're Will Dorado out of Tulsa. 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 I love them. It's one of my favorite, um, like, song. It's one of my favorite bands that just, I can put on the whole record and just jam. I, I love it. Um, and that's outside the country genre. Yeah, dude, that's, I think, that's us too. You know, yeah. it's kind of, uh, it's my favorite thing to see and it's my least favorite thing to see when the person that I've been, like, my go-to answer is now popular. Is like the the thing that I was yeah. like I've said in a few interviews and and I've just been listening to the record for for a while and I'm sure I'm sure it it seems like I'm trying to be like I was one of the first guys yeah. but no to be honest with you I heard a song um, quite a while ago uh, that I played for my wife and I was just like listen to this listen to the sounds listen to the production listen to the diction like the word choice here listen to um, like moments where most people would have written a new idea but they just chose to make it this there's a moment of like yeah. repetition and it just adds to the vibe and yeah listen to all that stuff and then i played her the song and it was uh american gothic stephen wilson jr with <laughs> Haley witters that was the first song that i heard off that record and um i loved it i love it. like you know i have a song called big flame yep which um is one of my favorite songs i've ever written and i put it out june of this past year and and the whole premise of the song is you know call me old-fashioned i guess like i like some things that are outdated i like some yeah. things that maybe other people don't like and that's cool like that's I'm, you do your thing i'll do mine that's yep. the whole point of the yeah. song. and he has a line in that song that says uh a red big lighter in a blue jean pocket lost in the land of american gothic i was just like it's you <laughs> that's, I was like, that's, that's you right there yeah i just identified with it so much not because we wrote something that was similar but because like i loved the imagery i loved the attitude of it i loved i could see it i could feel it i could it's just a great great story it's a great he painted a great picture <clears throat> and i honestly was late to the record like i think the record's obviously getting all the critical acclaim that that a record can get and that's awesome but I was late to the record. I, I had a few songs that I loved off of that, but I hadn't deep dove into the record. So Stephen Wilson Jr. is an answer. Um, let me think about, we just had a guy out on um, on the road with us named Jonathan Hutcherson. Oh, dude, is, Jonathan's awesome. I think he's he's awesome. He's been cooking in the scene here for a little while. Dude, I, well, and I, I, was, I, I was aware of his EP, um, shoot, maybe two years ago. And I just posted, I'd never met the kid. I just posted and I said, I'm just turning y'all onto great art. I just think this is great art. Yeah. It's really good. And and it's not like what I would do. It's not my lane necessarily, but I can appreciate things that aren't in my lane. Like that is super cool stuff. And um, 
we like Kentucky Blues is like a I love that song. Yeah, it's great. So he's and I saw him. You know, he came out and opened some shows for us uh, this past weekend, and um, yeah, it's just cool to be able to like give some opportunities Dude, instead yeah. of you know Parker was giving me opportunities, and and now it's cool to be in a position to be able to like, hey, we got a sold out show, and we can put a whoever we want on it, and so it's gonna like, do you want to play the show? And he's like, heck yeah, we'll be yeah. there. So um, it's the full circle thing, dude. It's yeah. giving back to the it's giving back to the community that yeah. you were in their spot at one point. And somebody that for you, it's helping helping that brother come climb up the hill, climb yeah. up the ladder. Well, dude, I want to give you give you this. We got a little bag okay. of raised rowdy goodies right here. Right on. I'll pass that over here. And if you open that up, you know, it's from me, Nikki and Kurt. We have come got on. you a stash of <laughs> crowned head cigars, bro. Let's a go. stash of cigars. You've you're you're loaded up now. You've got, got some giving. got some good stuff in there. Then we got some some new shirts in there. We got an outside the round shirt that's like that one right there. Yeah, that's mine ah, right there. Soprano style. Because I'm New York. Love. Yeah. There we go. We got the Soprano shirt wow, right there. That's good looking, buddy. Yeah, we got you with the old with the uh the classic, the raccoon. The old trash panda. Oh, dude, yeah, that's us. Phrase rowdy. We're cute and cuddly. Don't put us in a corner, you know? <laughs> we'll jump out at you like the raccoon that's great, elf. Bro. So Thank yeah, we you. got you. You're, you're, we're happy to have you as a part of the family, dude. You're one of our OGs. When people are like, like ask Nick, like artists that 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 we were that we've like connected with and that we consider like our homies at Ray's Rowdy. You're always like one of our guys that we're oh, like right we love on. kicking it with Corey. Like whenever he's in town or or whenever you put out a project, like anything you ever need from us, like your family, bro. Like Thank you're you, as Ray's Rowdy as it gets. You and your guys, like we really appreciate the hell out of you. And we want to try you. to get out to see you. I know you're doing a lot of a lot of opening stuff. I saw you're in Georgia next week. I don't know. I think you're in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, no, we are. Funny We're in enough, Savannah. we'll be down in Statesboro, Georgia, Come the on. night before at the Blue Room. Okay. So I know you've been there. Uh -huh. Al Chapman said to say hello, by the way. Yeah. So, Thomas, um, what's up? so yeah, we'll um, we we definitely want to get out there, get out Come there and on. see you at some point. And we got plenty to choose from, man. Like at the end of the day, we are always going to be a live band, and we will yeah. be on the road, and we will be yeah. playing a lot of shows. And so, um, yeah, there's plenty to. We're, we're we're touring with Parker through the end of August, I believe. Yeah. Also, are playing Red Rocks with Parker, which would be what the fuck, awesome. <laughs> what the fuck? That's Excuse crazy. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is, I want to say the second week of September, through probably the end of November, we're gonna do, we're gonna pick our favorite markets, and we're gonna do just like a blowout headline tour. Dude, let's go. Where it will just be like my favorite clubs that we've ever played. Okay, we will, We like we're gonna be there. We do Rowdy on the Road where we go out like we did with yeah, you in Rome yeah. and we'll we'll, co we'll come out and we'll, we'll document gonna be, some of that it's stuff. It's gonna be so fun, man. We're, one of the cool things about coming up at the rate that we did was getting to play all the clubs along the way. Dude. All over the country. All like, over the everywhere. country, dude. And, and coming across clubs that, that, you know, you might not ever find out about if you weren't building it the way that we were building yeah. it. And so we're going to go, you know, pick some of our favorites and go, go play them. And, and, um, it's going to be a good time, dude. I, I don't, I have no idea who's opening by the way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, enticing, enticing offer. I still have rooster. So if you're like, Hey, we're good, but I don't got a van. Man, do I have a deal for you? Yeah, yeah. opening for opening for you guys you can on tour in Rooster. Yeah, know. tour tour in Rooster while while going <laughs> Follow all the those bus clubs in that Rooster. You took yeah, Rooster. that'd be awesome, dude. Well, brother, I appreciate yeah. you coming on and um, super stoked. Love the new music that you got coming, Thanks, and um, dude, we really appreciate you and happy to call you 
a member of the Raised Rowdy yeah. family, brother. Always. Appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah. Y'all be sure to check out our boy Corey Kent if you haven't already. And um, be sure to like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more information on us, visit RaisedRowdy.com. That's Corey Kent. I'm Matt Burrell. This has been Outside the Round. For staying one place for too long. I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve. They usually just make them leave.